The holiday season is upon us and it's time to catch up with our loved ones to share that home cooking that we've been craving all year long. That's why it's the perfect time to update your COVID vaccine. The updated vaccines now protect against the original COVID virus as well as Omicron. They're here just in time to make those family gatherings extra special and to keep our loved ones safe. Schedule your free vaccine today. Find updated COVID vaccines for everyone five and up at vaccines.gov. We can do this. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's the right journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Welcome back to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast, where we have vulnerable conversations about mental health, self-growth, and relationships. I'm Regina. And I'm Christine. Oh boy, are we rusty. <laughs> it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a minute. It's more than a minute. <laughs> Has it been a whole year? It's been probably close to a year. And honestly, Christine and I, throughout this entire year, we kept talking about wanting to record, but... It's been a chaotic year, but I feel like it's been a pretty good year for the two of us. You know, we're really excited to get back into it, to update you guys on what's been going on. I don't know. 2022, I feel like has, I mean, you know, politically and like globally. Oh, you're going to go there, right? Okay, politically. (laughs) Debatable. (laughs) The world is burning down. We're still here. We just keep on trudging on. No, I completely agree. It feels like since the pandemic, these past two years, we went into some sort of weird time warp. How are we two years older? It just feels like such a blur because it's just such a climatic series of events that keep piling on keep piling on so i think you know just probably like a lot of you guys out there not to put everyone in a panic mode right now but i think that's something that obviously me and regina have also felt so taking a step back and doing the proper self-care focusing on ourselves and our sanity oh for sure (laughs) that has been a big part of dealing with the burnout and dealing with the overwhelming amount of information and energy that's just being projected everywhere. But we're here. We're here. So I think it was a good necessary break, but always with, you know, the mindset that we wanted to record. And that's stuff that we're going to talk to you guys about, you know, what to expect from Perfectly Imperfect. We definitely have people DM me and a lot of my clients ask like, hey, so what's going on with Perfectly Imperfect? And almost a sense like, are we gone? I mean, it's sweet that you guys are checking in on us because I think for Christine and I, especially when things get busy recording the podcast, it's a big undertaking for both of us to come up with topics, record, outline. Editing is honestly probably both of our biggest headaches. But I think that it is something that we truly love doing. And so I think it is exciting to get back into it. It's crazy to think that we're actually coming up on like three years of the pandemic. March of 2023, it'll be three years. I don't know for you guys, but these three years have kind of been a blur for me. If you were to ask me, I'm like, oh yeah, the pandemic was last year. Exactly. I think that's the consensus. And like you said, going into 2023, you're like, Where did the year go? (laughs) I think because Perfectly Imperfect is a side hobby for us. And that's something that we shared a while ago versus before we did attempt to try to make it our main thing and realize that, you know, we both have different goals and aspirations and also the realities of monetizing this podcast. It's not easy. So kudos to all the people out there who have made their podcast their main source of income or their primary thing. It is not 
an easy journey and to consistently mm-hmm. create content. Ooh, content creators, right? Regina is a content creator on TikTok. And I know a lot of listeners, you guys are content creators in many ways too. So we're here with you understanding that it's more than just, ooh, I feel inspired. So I'm just going to record something. It's learning how to make it sustainable. So I think the way that me and Regina are approaching it now is really just pure out of love and catching up with each other and with you all. So with that said, we want to... <laughs> We came in saying like, okay, we're going to try to keep things brief, (laughs) the intro and stuff, but here we are five minutes in. So Regina, what are we talking about today? Honestly, I feel like we just wanted to do a catch up with you guys. When we were recording past episodes, I was still in my 20s. Now that I've joined Christine in the 30s club. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) We definitely want to discuss that and just kind of catch up with each other, with you guys. You know, as we mentioned earlier in this podcast, it does feel like the world is just extremely chaotic. So it's like, you know, how do we find positivity in that? How do we keep going? Are there days where we don't feel like doing anything? Yes. The answer is yes. We wanted this first episode back to just be like a casual, you know, catch up coffee session that you would do with your friends. Yeah. No, I'm excited. The last time me and Regina caught up was just, I don't know, a month ago. Mm -hmm, We mm -hmm. hung out for like 10 hours. I know. And we literally had to pry ourselves away from each other because it was like, was it like 3 a.m.? And then I was like, I need to, I still have to drive home for an hour. And then she's like, yeah, I still have work tomorrow. Like, oh, adulting. And we always do this to each other. And I feel like even then, it wasn't enough time. It like, wasn't. there were still things that we hadn't gotten <laughs> to. And I was like, oh my God, we never have enough time to talk. So, Christine, what have you been up to in 2022? What, <laughs> you know, what revelations have you come to? What identity crises have you gone through? Oh, Tell us more. Wow. Okay. Um, a lot, a lot of stuff. One of the main things that have changed since we recorded last time, uh, we got a new puppy. Yay! Oh my gosh, how exciting. Her name is officially Jumi Nugs Chen. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. And it's like the most non-flowy name ever. But we first, not knowing what to call her, we started just calling her Nuggies after Chicken Nugget because she She looks like like a chicken nugget. (laughs) Yeah, because she was like, she was tan and brown. So we're like, oh, Nuggies, Nug, Nugster, um, Nuggalicious. Mm-hmm. And then it took us a while to, because I wanted an official name. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the her official name? And then we ended on Jumi, which doesn't mean anything. We just kind of came up with it. It's so cute. I have yet to meet Jumi, but soon, soon. Yeah. So she's been such a joy and blessing in our lives and very much like having a newborn again. She has to get fed every like four hours and she's just amazing. So yeah, that's one of the biggest changes. We have waited eight years. Like Coco's eight. Regina met Coco when she was like a little hamster of a dog. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually (laughs) the perfect way to describe her because she was so tiny when I first met her but that is crazy to think about because I remember so specifically like going over to your guys's place and then she could fit in one of the cup holders so it is crazy to think my little niece is eight yes so Regina has two nieces now yeah she's always the cool auntie and Christine has now given birth and is a mother yes I carried little Jumi in my stomach and I remind that to Jack every single day. <laughs> the the pain and suffering you went through. I'm like, do you know what I've been through? <laughs> do you even know? Oh my god. So you can get me milk tea. Sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, Jack Jack's the best. We all know that Jack is the best. <laughs> Another thing that has changed too is I think at the beginning of 2022 
Jack and I, we started playing with Twitch. Mm, so we started oh, yes. a Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. And shout outs to our beautiful friend, Jess, the Titian. Jess, she's like Benson from Wong Fu's wife. She was streaming for a while. And then she was like, I think you'd be good at it. And we're like, we don't really play games. And she's like, no, there's a huge part of the Twitch community that's just about having conversations and just hanging out. She's like, I think that's what you and Jack are really good at. So Jack had trepidations about it because I don't think he was as confident yet putting himself out there so I started to do it then Jack has a podcast right yeah. like right in the field so then he also in the beginning of the year started to tell himself that he wanted to challenge himself in more positive ways to step outside his comfort zone so I'm really proud of him it's called bonfire chats and if you guys want more information you know I'll put a link down below yeah Jack and I have hosted Thursday night bonfire chats where we talk about mental health is a lot about like similar to perfectly imperfect right in the feels even my podcast xoxo christine that i haven't touched since 2019 but just having vulnerable conversations and the great thing about twitch is like you could either be anonymous and just lurk and you just watch or you could participate in chat and the people in our community are so nice so amazing so welcoming it's like us recording right now but you guys get to talk to us in real time and we get to converse with you guys and answer questions or ask you guys questions and see what that is so that's always been a big part of my journey in wanting to always create a community where we can engage where it's just more than just like us creating content and it just goes one way so that's been such a learning experience and now jack has taken over because i actually stopped streaming my energy level compared to jack is not like he's he's like i could do this i could do everything he's like superman but for me i'm like dude i'm tired (laughs) like I'm exhausted. Carrying this child of yours. <laughs> so he's been holding down the floor. So if you guys ever want to join us on Twitch, or even we have a Discord community where everyone gets to talk to each other, share memes or posts or encouragement, just anything. It's a really awesome community. That's so amazing. And I'm so proud of you guys for doing that. I think what we've realized too, is that there are so many things that we can be passionate about, but to be able to like do something consistently is like a completely different monster in itself. And I think that that's one of the things that Christine and I have realized about ourselves. And I think that having a partner in things like helps so much, like with this podcast, like it's funny, right? Like the accountability we have for ourselves versus like the accountability we have for one another is just, (laughs) it's like completely a different ball game. And I think that like, once the words utter out of one of our mouths, like we should record again. We're like, Oh man. (laughs) Yep. Yep. We're going down this journey again. So I think it's so great that you and Jack have been able to like build this platform. I've like tuned in a few times here and there. And I feel like the energy that you guys have, it feels like you guys are genuinely having a good time. And so I love watching you guys and welcome you into our world. Yeah. 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 So definitely we'll link everything uh, down in the description below and you guys should go and check that out. So yeah, those are kind of more of the what's been going on type of thing bigger updates life lessons <laughs> more of the juicy parts of like what i've been learning and intentionally practicing i think practicing is a good word for it one of the biggest things is giving myself permission to learn out of curiosity i'm not sure about some of you guys out there but growing up with very strict Asian parents that have really high expectations. Learning was never my thing. The goal was always trying to get like the highest grade possible so that my parents would be proud of me and ultimately love and accept me, right? It was always chasing love and acceptance. So I never learned 
out of my own want to learn. I don't think I ever enjoyed any part of learning because ultimately it became the pursuant of higher education that would lead to like success. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it was all related to my parents. So I've been doing a lot of like inner work. And for some of you who don't know who I am, (laughs) I am a life coach. So a lot of my life is about helping others, but also in return. This is what I love about my job is that I also learned so much from my clients. What I did on my own personal time in terms of like, reading books, podcasts, anything about self-growth, inner work, healing, trauma, all of that is stuff that I always naturally gravitated towards because I've always wanted to learn more about why are we the way that we are? Why are our parents the way that we are? And what can we do about it? So in that sense, a lot of the intentional work has been really reconditioning how I talk to myself and the relationship that I have with myself. And that has a lot to do with a lot of the tools that I've been learning that helps me access the part of me that I have felt shame or embarrassed about or the critical part of my brain, which is a lot of the things that, you know, we often talk about. Well, yeah, we have our inner critic, but how do we turn it off? There's a process to that. There are different tools to address it. And it's just not that one coping mechanism that you've had your entire life, which is what your parents keep telling you which is just suppress it don't think about it like jack's mom still tells him don't think about it you know because it makes sense from their upbringing it's like if you think too much about it you might be too sad you know you're gonna feel unmotivated you're gonna be depressed Mm -hmm. (laughs) but being able to learn different mental health tools can help you address different things at its core even just like it's a practice that's what i learned majority of my life has always been about like quick fixes i want to results instantly instant gratification and if i didn't get that then oh see this i wasn't meant for that mm-hmm. i'm not meant to do this if i don't get it right away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that has been reframing and slowing down and living intentionally to be like instead of a fixed mindset it's a growth mindset and giving myself the chance to grow in very incremental steps and this is nothing new but it's like habit change right so how you talk to yourself and you're not going to get it right the first time maybe the first hundred times and there's no right but it's the practice of okay what's coming up for me is that i'm not good enough i'm gonna fail this is too much this is too overwhelming that's something i noticed about myself like growing up being the eldest daughter held a lot of responsibility and the role playing of having to be the translator to my parents, be the more mature one, be the one that would like fix things in my parents' marriage and stuff. And, you know, for any child or even grown adult, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. So my coping mechanism for my brain was just used to feeling like when I felt overwhelmed, I just wanted to cry and shut down. And that would be when my inner critic would be at its worst. You failed. You're not a good daughter. You suck. You're not a good friend. You're never going to be successful. Everyone's better than you. So that has been the practice of when I catch myself feeling overwhelmed and even recognizing the voices is learning to see it as if it's like if you have allergies or asthma, it's just something that you have. It doesn't define you and you just learn to manage it. So what works best for you? Mm -hmm. That's one of the life lessons. (laughs) That's just one. And I spent like 10 (laughs) minutes talking about it. No, but I feel like that's super relatable. And all of us, you know, no matter what line of work that we're in, like those thoughts still sit in the back of our heads. And like, even what you were saying about like creating content or like just being a creative, which is something that like our parents have always looked down on, but like it speaks so like deeply to us. I have a lot of similar feelings too with my TikTok and things like that. Like there are some days where I'm so motivated and I'm like, I'm willing to try anything and everything. And I don't even care like how well 
it does. I'm just going to do it. And eventually things will kind of like resonate with people. And then when the views like start coming in and like some videos do really well, some don't, I'm like always just so focused on like how things don't do well. But then like, if I do have a video that like does well, I'm like, oh, well it's a fluke, mm, you know, like, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like a one-off thing. It's like not consistent. And I agree. Like, I think a lot of those words and those same like thoughts run through my head. It's like, yeah, you're not good enough. You're not as creative as other people. You're a copycat. Are you really that innovative? Like, you know, why are you trying to be a creative in general when there are so many other people who are way more creative than you? All those things start popping through my head. And I think this year has been a very reflective year for me, which for a long time, I wasn't really willing to address. For those of you guys who have been listening to the podcast for, you know, years now, you'll know that I lived in New York for a while. And now I've been back in LA almost as long as I've been gone which is crazy. The pandemic was a big part of that. I, the pandemic was a big part of that. So I would, I, I'd like to shave off a few years. Um, mm-hmm. But when I first came back, was really disappointed with my growth trajectory compared to like the four and a half years that I had in New York versus like four-ish years back in LA. I was just like, in New York, I felt like I was really pushing myself and motivated and young and naive. And I had this whole dream to change the world and make a difference. And not to say that those things don't still resonate with me, but they resonate in a different way. There were a lot of things where I was like, everything I do needs to have like a huge impact. And now I'm kind of like, you know, I, I don't really believe that anymore. As long as I'm doing what is true to me and what I really, really care about. I I mean, I think that in everything I do, I obviously want to have a positive impact, but I'm just saying that like, it doesn't need to be earth shattering, you know, world changing kind of impact. And in our like little bubbles, even if it's like, oh, I can put a smile on Christine's face for the day. That's great. Like that means that I was able to have a positive impact on one other person. And that makes me so happy to hear. And so I just think in the world in general, numbers, money, whatever, status, like those will always mean something to some people. But I think that as I get older, I do realize like, oh, my priorities have definitely shifted and the way that I view things are different. And I'm sure that if we like go back and listen to the episodes that we recorded, I don't know, when did we start this in 2017? So like five, six years ago. Wow. That's crazy to think about. But I think if we were to go back and listen to those, I don't know if I would have had the same mentality. I think I've definitely like mellowed out a lot. And I think my priorities have shifted significantly, especially during this pandemic period. And then now into 2022, where I feel like I've gained more clarity versus like during the pandemic, especially at the very beginning, I was so just lost in the sauce and not really knowing like what was for me, what was for other people. And it just felt very jumbled in my mind versus now I feel like I have a lot more clarity in that. Right. I feel the difference. Mm -hmm. Welcome to being in your 30s. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. This is actually my initiation. (laughs) Christine's going to give me like a little pin. We're going to light a candle. Yeah. No, that's really life hazing everyone in their 20s. (laughs) (laughs) You've feel like the world is ending. Everything feels like super intense and dramatic and it's like going to last forever. And when will you ever find your purpose? Everyone's moving so much faster. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that those are things that I would tell my younger self. And that's actually what I do now. One of the tools where I'll talk to myself in the different stages of whether I'm like five-year-old me or 18-year-old me or 25-year-old me. Because if I stop to think about it, I'm like, oh, where's this reaction coming from? Mm -hmm. The example that I said about 
about feeling overwhelmed. That came from childhood. I could pinpoint times in my past where I just felt the overwhelming burden of that. So then I talked to myself in my 38-year-old self knowing that it's going to be okay. Like I can go back and talk to my five-year-old self and be like, whatever you feel is going on with mom and dad or you didn't get a good grade on this, it will pass. You'll be okay. I look back on the evidence of my life that I've been okay and I've actually faced a lot of challenges even with the constricting sense of my limiting beliefs, I still turned out okay. It didn't turn out the way that I thought it would, but it actually turned out for the better if I really think about it. But if you isolate certain parts of your life and you just focus on that, yeah, it can feel like you're a failure just in that moment. But through that, if you're able to reframe and think to yourself, well, I've been through worse. I've also been through other things and I've come out of it. So what is the lesson for me? And a lot of times life is about repetitive patterns, which is why it's all about habits. That's the non-glamorous side to a lot of this inner work, but a lot of it helps in reshaping who you want to be. How do you live in alignment towards that? And something even really small, just being aware. Like I always tell my clients, more than half the battle is creating that awareness muscle because so much of all the stuff that we do is unconscious. I literally challenge them or even myself. I'm like, how many negative thoughts about yourself do you have a day? And we only pick up on some of it, but it's always the background track, right? I always hear it in a mean girl's voice. It's like, oh my God, are you serious? You want to do that? You can't even, you can't even do that. You know, like a very simple example. Recently, my hair has been falling out like crazy. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is a real struggle, guys. If you guys are in your twenties and you're listening (laughs) and laughing right now, I did not have very much hair to begin with. And I am also losing my hair. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God, is that what's to come? Like a lot of it is how you take care of yourself. (laughs) Things that we take for granted, right? Eating a healthy diet eating enough fiber iron a lot of times with women and asian women it's like we tend to be anemic so we're low on iron and i take that for granted all the time so i think i pushed it way too hard this time and uh, my iron levels are really low plus i also have hypothyroidism right now so but i take medication for it but i think it's been adjusting as i'm getting older you know so all of those things and trying to figure out even like you know you google search you're like what's wrong with me yeah (laughs) this is the worst thing to do and like i literally asked my doctor i'm like do you think it's mold (laughs) (laughs) and so i just like literally have been freaking out because i feel like i've lost over 60 percent of my hair oh my gosh i know right which and then the thing is i know to other people they'd be like what your hair like you still look like you have a lot of hair i don't care if you think i have a lot of hair i can feel the difference you know but that's one of the things that i (laughs) practice awareness because Here's the thing, if you take anything away from what I said today, I may have said it before in past episodes, but ask yourself, what is the story that you're telling yourself to create that awareness? Tracing it, when I started to stop freaking out and just listened and practiced it, again, it took me like a good one or two months. And even now it's a daily choice to be like, this is the story. This is the story, right? The story is, I'm like, I'm going to go bald and people won't like me anymore. <laughs> that literally is the story. I realized mm-hmm. I was telling, yeah, we laugh at it because it's so silly, right? But it equates to this beauty standard of you don't have a lot of hair, especially if you go bald, right? Then it's not attractive. And all the insecurities about I've shared with you guys like about attraction and beauty and all of that all came flooding in the fears of that. And I'm like, oh yeah, people won't like me or people who are my friends will leave me. There, there right there, the awareness, I'm like, that is 
middle school, elementary school me talking, even high school me, because the friends that would leave me because I'm bald, are they even friends to begin with? You know what I mean? But we don't play it further. We just go like, oh my freaking, like, yeah, why, why wouldn't I freak out health and stuff? But what is the underlying fear that's creating this reaction? And I think too, going into your 30s, like just going along with like all the health scares, like I think our 20s, like we took our health for granted because we could do anything and everything and our body would just like recover really easily and quickly. And then now in our 30s, we're like, oh man, even getting a hangover takes like days to get over now. I'm like at the point where I'm not even going to drink for those hang- potential hangovers. <laughs> Your like preventative measures is yeah. to just avoid alcohol. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it for a week of yeah, aches and pains no, for me. definitely. And I mean, this is, I'll, I'll get into the happier updates later, but I, I have also gone through like my fair share of like, health scares this year with myself, with my family, and it takes a toll on you. And I think it makes you really realize like how lucky we are to be healthy for the most part, right? Like we have modern day medication to help us adjust like you with your hypothyroidism and your anemia. I've developed this weird, I don't even know how to describe it. Like even the doctors don't know how to describe it, but my heart basically like will skip a beat and it like happens often. And I've had to adjust my schedule. Like I can't stress myself out too much. I have to go to sleep early. I (laughs) have to avoid caffeine and alcohol and I love wine and I love (laughs) coffee and it's so difficult, but it's just like, (laughs) there are so many things now in my life that before I would just be like, oh, this is totally fine. Like, yeah, I'll chug all this soju and wine and whatever. (laughs) But now I'm like, I really need to take my health into consideration, (laughs) which is like, I mean, we're only in our thirties. We're not even like, you know, middle-aged or anything. 30 going on 60. Yeah. 30 going on 60 basically (laughs) at this point. But I think it really puts into perspective, like, wow, all the things that I took for granted, things that were natural and easy that I could like enjoy. Now I really have to like think about it. And I think it also makes me realize the time that we have on this earth is extremely precious. And like, yes, there are hours where I'm scrolling on TikTok and that's just what I need at that time. But I think that like, there are so many moments that we really have, you know, that thing where people like start counting backwards, like, oh, if you're this age and your friends are having kids, like how many times are you going to be realistically be able to see them for the next decade or something like that? Same with our family, parents, you know, things like that. When you do the countdown with your parents and it actually comes down to like you realistically have like I don't know they're like 30 times yeah it's it's actually really scary and I think that like in the past I never really thought of that and even with my parents like I know they're getting older and I can see them getting older and it makes me very sad I don't want want to think about it or talk about it but this past year with the health scares with me and my family okay well here's a happy update I went to Europe for a month this summer and I know if you guys don't follow Regina on tiktok i think you posted some on instagram but you you had like a recap on tiktok we'll link it down below it's beautiful and then the way that regina travels i think in another lifetime you would have been a, a tour like a tourist mm-hmm. what is, what is tour guide a, tour, tour, <laughs> a tourist yeah. a tourist i am a tourist <laughs> yeah where you know they take you to the best spots and then you also have like these like spontaneous beautiful moments it's just living vicariously through you oh thanks i realized how much I love traveling and just exploring new areas and sharing that with people. And so I thought in turn kind of has changed my perspective of like how I want to be as like a creator, but we can get into that later. But yeah, I I did a month in Europe. The first part of it was with 
just me and my parents, which we haven't really traveled like this before in Europe where it's just me and my parents before we've always had family or family friends come along. And so this was the first time that my parents left it up to me to plan everything. And I was like, okay, I'm in charge of the itinerary. I'll book everything. Like it'll be very leisurely. My parents, they love traveling as well, but they were like, I want a tour guide to take me to these places, which is fine. But at the age that I'm at, and then at the age they're at, like, I think this is like the perfect time for us to kind of wander freely. And I just really wanted to show them what it was like when I travel with my friends without like a tour guide. And they absolutely loved it. And, you know, there were like cities that we would go to and my parents were like, oh man, I would totally come here again. Or like next time I want to go do this and do that. And then I think that if I think too deeply about this, it just like freaks me out because I think in the past when I was like, oh yeah, we loved Florence. Like we want to come again. I was like, oh yeah, there's plenty of opportunity to do that. And now that I'm older and they're older, I'm like, oh man, what are the opportunities that we'll be able to do that again? And especially as I get older and hopefully one day, you know, settle down, have kids and things like that. I want my parents to travel with my kids. I want my kids to travel. And I don't know, it just gets very overwhelming when you think of the big picture. So I'm trying to process it the best that I can and like enjoy the moments that I do have and make the most of it. Because I think that like, if you think too much about like the what ifs and the, oh my God, we only have this many times left, that's also not a healthy way to reflect on your life or have that be like a motivator to do things. And so I think for me, I'm just kind of learning that balance of like, oh, wow, really enjoying these moments. And, you know, traveling with parents, it's fun. They do drive me crazy. (laughs) You know, they do drive me crazy. There's always the risk of that. Yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, like I'm still so grateful for that opportunity. And then I spent the second half of that trip um, with one of my best friends and we were just traveling all throughout Spain. And then we met up with other friends in Paris. And so it was just a very like, wow, I feel so grateful to be able to do this. And I realized that there were a lot of times in my past where I felt like I was always chasing accolades and titles. And even in the beginning of this podcast, like Christina and I talked about that a lot where I'm like, oh no, it doesn't really bother me, but it really bothered me. I I think that I've always felt a chip on my shoulder and the need to like prove myself in a lot of different ways. I didn't go to a school that was really, you know, famous or whatever, or like a very highly sought after school. And so that was a chip on my shoulder. And then working in media, I was like, well, this is such an untraditional route, but like I'll prove myself by working in like a big corporation. And so I feel like I've tried to prove myself in a lot of ways and it just never fully resonated with me. And so I think that during this pandemic time and even having the opportunities to chase after the things that I always thought that I wanted, I think I did it in ways that weren't me. Like, I think that I spent a lot of time copying what other people were doing, Mm. thinking that like, when I look at other people's like stories and, you know, uh, socials, I'm always like, oh man, if only I could do that, if only I could do that. But it was like, what actually resonated with me? And I think that what I realized during my trip to Europe, which I'm very grateful to have had the opportunity to do, but I was like, this is what I love. Like, I love being able to travel and I love being able to spend time with my friends and having like flexibility. And I think I've talked about this in the past too, where I was like, you know, one of the things I was really grateful for growing up was having my mom pick me up from school. I know that that's like a very small detail, but that's also something that not everyone got to have. And my mom had the flexibility for that because she worked in healthcare. So 
she had the flexibility to create her own schedule and be there for me when I really needed her. I think I just started thinking about like the greater, grander scheme of things where I just realized like, wow, there are so many things that I would rather have control of rather than like chasing these accolades and titles and, you know, big companies, especially at a time like this when, you know, the pandemic is, I don't think the pandemic is over. I mean, I think Biden technically declared that it is. It's still a thing, but it doesn't affect us as much as it used to. But then now you're seeing like all these large corporations like Twitter and Facebook, and they're all like laying off their employees. And I think the things that we thought the, the fallout of the pandemic and all that. Yeah. Thing. Like, I think that the things that we once thought were like, oh, this is so stable. It's such a good job. So high paying titles and whatever. You just kind of realize like the fragility of everything and how everything is just very carefully placed on one another. And I think this pandemic really shook that up <laughs> for everyone in different ways. And so the other like kind of, I guess, thing that has been happening for the past like year is that I started working at my mom's company and I've been taking over a lot of like marketing duties, office management, things that I think I resisted for a really, really long time because I was busy chasing other things that I thought I wanted. And I wouldn't say that, you know, me doing this job in healthcare was like a light bulb, like, oh my God, this is what I've been missing my entire life. But I think that I realized it could help me get to the life that I do want. And I think that that took a lot of like self-reflection. Those of you guys who have followed us for a long time have known that I feel like I've been trying to, you know, avoid this path. I'm like, I don't want to fall into just doing whatever my parents wanted. But I feel like I'm at an age right now where I realize how hard my mom has worked. And I have learned a lot about how the company works itself. Well, one of the reasons why she needed my help was because they were going through like this very intensive audit and she just needed an extra pair of hands. So she's like, can you come in, you know, like a few days a week? And I was like, sure. And then I think as I got more involved, I realized that I do value stability. I value consistent income. And it was really nice to be able to have that and learn about the company that my mom built. And I'm actually very impressed and proud of her for doing that. And I think that now getting older and being able to see more of that, I realized like, wow, there can be a balance for things. And I think that my mom sees that like light and fire in me when it comes to like content creation and things like that too. So it was kind of like, okay, how can I find the balance of, you know, being able to work an office job and be a part-time content creator. And this past few months, I've created a schedule for myself where I go into the office three days a week and then I create my content two days a week. And I think that's actually a system that works really well for me because then I have that balance of being able to like have an office job where I'm helping like a team build towards like a goal. And then I also have like my own projects. And I think I've talked about this too, where if you give me an infinite amount of time to get something done, I will never get anything done. <laughs> but if you give me finite time that I have to get things done on a certain day at a certain time, I'm very good at like completing those deadlines. So I feel like this past year, maybe that has also helped me reprioritize and just refocus. I feel like this is a system that works really well for me right now. And you know, that may change next year. It may be completely different in a few years, but I think right now I've found a place where I feel happy and confident in, and that has made the world of difference, especially when I was just felt like I was constantly floating, which seemed to be a theme for the 
pandemic years. I'm so happy and just really proud of you. Well, being Regina's friend for so long, I know the things that she just shared right now are things that she, the times that we've recorded all, like all these years, she's resisted saying these things mm-hmm. in the way that she said it. You would try to be reframing in your own head why you are trying to be a content creator full time and why we have to make that work. You obviously had to go through that. But in reality, I think where it was leading you to was... Regina was always the go-to friend when it came to healthcare stuff, not just because like her parents were in healthcare. I think she just, she's around that. So therefore she's very knowledgeable for someone that hasn't gone to med school. I mean, she just naturally would be like, oh, where well, your blood count is this. And I would look into that and ask your doctor about this. Let me ask my friend who's in this field and whatever, and this specialist, like she just, to me, I'm like, what are white blood cells again versus, you know what I mean? Like, so I think not to say that again, it's like, like you said, this is the, oh my God, it thing, being able to tap into what are the stories we're telling ourselves? I think growing up watching people who are like born to do certain things, you're like, oh, she was born to be president. Or he was born to be this actor, born to be Oprah. It's like destined, right? So you obviously want that for yourself. And we attach so much meaning to that, especially during the age that we came about and our background in YouTube, where you see so many of these people that just like burst in there and had a viral thing. And then suddenly, you know, they're niga higa now. And then you're like, wow, this person was born to be on stage. This person was born to like be a comedian and all that and you're trying to find your it thing i think a lot of people like me and regina just never had an it thing even growing up in arcadia where yeah i could say like some geniuses but just people that were like really brilliant in like piano or just like mathematicians just natural talents yeah yeah right and i think that's a lot of how we were conditioned because our parents invested a lot of their hard-earned money into things hoping that we can do things that will bring in accolade and even now my dad shares something with him he's like oh my god i can tell your 100 year old grandma which is his mom that you're gonna be this and this and that and it'd be like boasting right and i was like that's not (laughs) (laughs) that's not the point and i'm like if you're happy for me, then that's great, you know? But I think there's that very unconscious need from a lot of our Asian culture that it's like, how do you use your kids to boost up your own status? Every generation sacrifices in many different ways so that the next generation can do better. And then we have what Falal Piety, which is all about giving back and, you know, respecting elders. And you spend your entire life just repaying their sacrifices that your parents gave, all of that, you know? And I think one of the quotes that really stuck out to me, because I literally just reposted it, what you were saying, it's like, it's from Vienna Farron and her Instagram is MindfulMFT. She says, we spend so much time chasing after things we think are going to offer us relief when what we need to be doing is resolving the pain that made us chase the thing in the first place. Mm. So this need to feel significant, this need to create an impact is so for us to feel significant, for us to feel heard, for us to feel seen. Growing up in an environment where very much of us did not feel seen or heard. Our opinions were not wanted. They were squashed. They were like, no, we're your parents. We know better. Don't play basketball you know (laughs) you're too short for that you're never going to be successful you want art well you suck at it anyways you know and you're just like you're not seen you're not heard you just felt like you didn't matter so a lot of that was rooted in well how do we prove to our parents within the limited box that they put us in to like you said prove ourselves prove our worth a lot of times a lot of us follow what our parents say and some of us didn't and then we feel even the more need to prove right like I, i defiled you you know i defiled that's that's not the right word defied you right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i i totally disobeyed you and therefore i need to prove to you that my path was actually right all of that to bring it back to what you said is just i'm so proud of 
the journey that you've been on to get to this point of, I think it's like intentional and mindful living, mm-hmm. right? And you start focusing less on the big things and the fantasy of what that will look like and taking a close look at what your life is now and what truly does bring you happiness. And it does evolve in different stages of your life, which is probably why people in the 30s, as you start to realize things are not as easy as they came before, even like being able to schedule time to hang out with friends, you start appreciating the times that you do get to hang out with your friends and what you're going to do with that time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it becomes the little things, the little joys. And I'll tell you, that's a big reason why a lot of people, including myself in the past, have been like, I've gotten to this point. I should feel like this is like the most amazing thing ever because this is what I wanted. If you were to ask myself a year, two years ago, 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh my God, that's your life now. That's amazing, right? But oftentimes that feeling just dissipates really quickly. And you're worrying about the next thing. You're worrying about either keeping it up or proving yourself even more. The happiness and the fulfillment that you thought you'd be feeling doesn't last as long and it's not even as high as you thought it would be. And that's because it comes down to habits, right? Exactly going off of what you said, like there are a lot of things that we make up to be in our heads much bigger than it actually is. And then when we don't achieve that, we're like, wow, we're such failures. And like, I fell short and that's not me. And, you know, I think we start all those like really hard, toxic thoughts, like start circulating in our heads again. But I think in my thirties, what I've also come to realize and accept and love is that we are really all truly just like uniquely ourselves. And no one else can take that away from us. Everything that we do, that we put our efforts into, no one else could have done it in that way. And I think that we just need to constantly remind ourselves that we are beautifully unique in our own ways and we will get there in our own time and we will do things in our own way. And that's okay, especially growing up in Asian households where it's constant comparison, constant like, look at what they're doing, look at what they're doing, like taking that time to really reflect onto yourself like, okay, that's fine that other people are doing those things. And it's okay to even like, you know, draw inspiration from that, but really fine tuning, like, what do you want and what are you going to do? I think that that is really for me what 2022 has been and hopefully what 2023 will be. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of through the pandemic and what we've been through is applying more critical thinking to things that we've just been unconsciously accepting. And I think if you're Asian, (laughs) kind of, know what that is and just like accepting what your parents tell you and until you experience something different you're like wait a sec what I was taught to believe is not actually what I'm experiencing in real life and you feel like an internal conflict so a lot of it is a lot of what we've been told like Regina said where this path is stable or if you achieve this if you do all these things by when you retire then you should have all these things and you'll be happy and all of that those are things to apply critical thinking and really ask yourself is that really what I believe or what I've been taught to believe Mm -hmm. the world definitely capitalism all that profits when we don't use critical thinking and to really be in tune with yourself what makes you happy may look very different and what makes me happy where your parents happy so if you can get better understanding of yourself by creating a safe space for yourself to express those things i think a big shift was in my 20s it was like all about going out and going to vegas and dressing up and partying and going like and all these things and not to say that it wasn't fun but it a lot of it was for optics And now when I see it, I've also come to a stage where I really love staying inside. (laughs) That is what makes me happy versus, you know, when people invite me to things, I'm like very selective. I'm like, do I really want to be outside in the cold wearing this and all of that? And realizing that's what makes me happy now. And to other people, I may like, oh, that's so sad. But that's 
that's me. That's up to you. You know, that's your opinion. But for me, you create your own story and your own narrative. If you create your reality, you know. So, and that's another thing we can talk about in the future is how to flow with life and being able to let go of the fear of control, needing everything to be what it is in order to like get to the future that you think will guarantee happiness and success. And how do you flow with uncertainty and change and just realizing when your brain is just trying to protect you and then that you'll be fine you've been fine and you can create the future i know we're saying a bunch of things it's a lot more than just one ep- we always say that it's more than just one episode can take in i'm finally at a state right now where i'm like excited for what's to come and i'm excited for the new year and i think that 2022 i don't know when i get to this time of year i feel like the holidays and everything just like everything picks up and gets like very chaotic so i think that this is kind of a good time to start kind of winding down you know recover from burnout recover from the feelings that may have come up in 2022 but i don't know i feel like there are good things that are coming in 2023 so i'm like really looking forward to that and i feel like this time of year winding down start planning start thinking about like okay what are the significant changes that i want to make and what are the things that i'm actually happy and proud of that i've done in in 2022 i love that it's a really great time to spend intentional time to reflect you know because i think we just get so caught up like you said in like the holidays and before you know it, it's january 1st and everyone's like what are our resolutions how do i fix everything this year it has to be better yeah but i think if you take just you know slow it down it's like about choices it's easy to say but it's intentional choices to actually do that so even that's a good reminder for me being a life coach and all that i learned so much from my clients because they'll bring up certain things i'm like yeah that's so <laughs> that's a good reminder you know and for the upcoming year that's going to be full of uncertainty it's still full of but then you don't have to be scared of the uncertainty i think you actually can use that to your advantage of creating if life is so uncertain why can't you just make up stuff too why can't you just make up the life that you want and start baby steps not overnight but baby steps and a big key to that is just learning and practicing how to sit in discomfort letting those periods of discomfort just be what it is and what you can learn from focus and be intentional and keep practicing the tools versus focusing on the discomfort and letting that define you as a person and also define what you're meant to do it's obviously not that serious <laughs> i think that's a big thing i remind myself a lot this yes. year it's not that serious oh yeah do you remember when like the was it the, the telescope the james webb telescope yeah the images came out we're nothing no we're nothing but we're like we're so tiny in this vast universe we're just little little particles floating on this big rock in the sky horton hears a who right absolutely i think that that's a beautiful way to wrap up <laughs> this episode just how insignificant but significant we <laughs> still are <laughs> You're like, I thought you guys said not to listen to our inner voices and how <laughs> insignificant we are. No. <laughs> but we're excited for future episodes. We plan to still record, but not release as many episodes. We'll let you guys know as we continue to plan. We're still in the process of seeing what the rest of this year looks like, as well as next year, what is reasonable and realistic between me and Regina's schedules. We do still plan to record Perfectly Imperfect is not dead. We don't plan. If we ever just want to stop, we'll let you guys know. We apologize for going silent for over a year but we're back but in baby steps okay yes yes that's what we realize like works for us and i think that in order for us to continue creating content for you guys and just keep building on this podcast that we both feel so passionately about we're just gonna have to do it in our own way customize 
We are always about customization. Exactly. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys feel like this episode was helpful in any way, or if, or if there's a friend that you feel like needs to hear this message, feel free to pass it along. It means so much to us. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at perfectly.imperfect.podcast. We'll have all the links to Christine's Twitch, to my TikTok, all of our socials down in the description box below. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. Yeah, the stars so Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Yeah, the stars so